You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Coming up, we'll talk to the guy who is breaking all those stories about all of these coaches, analysts, play-by-play voices going to new destinations. Andrew Marchand from the New York Post and see if he's got an update on what's happening with Al Michaels, ESPN's Monday Night Football. Our good buddy Albert Breer will join us a little bit later on. Saquon Barkley on the uh, trade market right now. What can you get for Saquon Barkley? And how big of a deal is it that Dak Prescott had shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder? So we'll have that for you coming up as well. As always, you can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator, Tyler standing by. Since Marvin's been elevated to the front row here, he gave those duties to Tyler. Seaton will handle the poll question today. We've got a play of the day, stat of the day. We say good morning. Good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner and our great radio affiliates around the country, including those on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Sad day for baseball yesterday. We knew it was coming. Uh, so it's not a shock. There's still the element of surprise, though, that you go, you guys negotiated that long, that many hours, the deadline, deadline passed. How can you have a deadline, then you let the deadline pass? It's not really a deadline if it's not a dead, true deadline. And then it's like, we've extended the deadline. Well, then that wasn't a deadline, was it? Baseball canceled its first two regular season series. And I don't know what going to be the aftershocks with this. I don't know how long it goes. Now you're looking at probably a season of 156 games per team, not 162. I would probably pose this question to the casual sports fan. Did you know when opening day was? You know, they, they could move it back if they wanted to. I'd be okay with that. Have it April 10th. You know, I'm, I'm fine with any of that. Baseball should be concerned about the casual fan. Because you're, I feel bad for the diehard, the hardcore baseball fan because they do watch 162 games. The casual fan may tune in to see Shohei Utani or Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw pitch, Garrett Cole pitch, maybe watch a couple of innings here and there. But opening day, it's a big deal. It's always been a big deal. And you don't have competition. You know, there's no football to get in the way. Uh, March Madness. Okay, you know, that'll be around, but you still, March Madness will be ending in the first week of April. But, you know, Major League Baseball is, you know, drawing a line in the sand. They've done this before. And when you think about it, I always hate when you have negotiations that go right down to the last minute or we have to stay up all night. You don't have to. Every one of these work stoppages or strikes that I've covered, and I'll go back to, football, lockouts, uh, replacement players. And it, it, it's, it's truly a game with these two because you, you want to feel like you got something, but you want to make sure the other side hurts a little bit. But you know exactly what the trigger uh, points are. If it's this, it's that, seems like the middle ground. Hey, we're this close, it's, yeah, but we can't get there yet. It's almost like you go, no, got to make you hurt a little bit here. But you have to give the appearance that you won. And, and you know, th- so there's this, it's, it's, a, it's a game of semantics, it feels like. 
But the commissioner, this is what he does. The commissioner talks to the owners. They give him marching orders. He goes up there, and then he's going to take the slings and arrows. This is what happens. I mean, I, I, I've been through all of these things. Commissioners, it's the same stuff. The owners, same stuff. You know, the players are showing more resolve. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that through the years of covering these things. Oh, the players are showing more resolve. And then all of a sudden, you'll have some of the players saying, hey, you know, let's get back. I'm losing this amount of my... I know how these things play out. Now, the one I didn't see was 1994, where we lost the World Series. That one shocked me. But that's the extreme case. Hopefully, you know, they come to some kind of common ground. But they don't care about you. You know, I, I always like when the owners are saying, oh, you know, these salaries are crazy. Who's who's paying the salary? Who who decided they wanted to give Giancarlo Stanton $300 million? Or Garrett Cole $300 million? If you can give it, you can afford it. The players are just saying, hey, this is what we want. You don't have to give it to them. It's not like they're going to go to play for the Yami Yuri Giants. I mean, come on. These owners, like, we never know, you know how much money they make, how much they siphon off. It's easy to blame the players. We see the players. We get to go and watch them play. We don't get to sit around and, and watch an owner be an owner and get to boo, you know, get to cheer. I mean, Mark Cuban gives you that opportunity, but, I mean, this is, it, it's sad. It really is. It's predictable, sad. But, it seems to happen every couple of years in different sports. Some we care about, some we don't. And with baseball, you know, the rapid decline of viewership. And, you know, it used to be there was more of a curiosity with baseball. It felt like the casual fan would give baseball a chance. Now it just doesn't feel like that. And the NFL is a 12-month, you know, a year sport. And we have so many more options here. Back when I was growing up, I didn't have options. You know, you had three channels on the TV. You're watching what they, they showed you. Whether you wanted to or not, you're like, all right, this is good. But I think baseball, baseball didn't slow down. It's just we're faster. We think faster. We do faster. There's more things now. Uh, multitasking. No, no patience here. And... You know, it's unfortunate because baseball, when baseball had its work stoppage, then after that, you had the Cal Ripken uh, breaking Lou Gehrig's consecutive game streak, and you had the home run race. Well, you don't have that magic dust you can sprinkle on the game. And that's sad because you do have a lot of young, great talent. And being able to showcase that, you know, that's... That's what's lost here. Will they come back? Will the players make their money? Yes. Will the owners make their money? Yes. Uh, will the fans come back? Yes. The diehards will. You know, it's, it's a regional sport. It's a local sport. You watch your team. Football, we watch every game. Even the NBA. You might watch more games that aren't in your local market. You might go out of your way to watch John Morant now. Or when Zion was playing. Or Luka. NFL, NFL's watching everybody. 
Baseball it used to be that you cared about the game. It's not that way. Today's baseball fan cares about his team, not necessarily everybody else. Somebody comes to town, you get to see them. Or you're going to listen on radio, watch on TV. And there are healthy markets with baseball. It's just baseball is no longer America's pastime. It's past time. That's the problem. All right. Seton, you got a poll question for me today? We sure do, Dan. All righty. Major League Baseball starting to cancel games. Makes me angry. Makes me sad. Has no effect on me. Player, don't play. Whatever. Can you guess who wrote that? Todd. Yes, it is. That's the Todd Fritz. Of course it is. Gave me a lot of different options there. Uh, Todd, I'll ask you. Canceling games makes you feel what? It makes me sad that it's come to this, that they can't figure out a way with the millions and billions being thrown around to get the season started on opening day. And uh, I'm more sad than angry. Were about you it. really planning on watching games in April? I do watch games in April. I don't start to finish, maybe not, but, uh, you know, okay. at least opening day. And I think I start out revved up and you'll, you'll watch a couple of games and then, then it's like, you know, I'll get back to it maybe summertime right. and then the pennant race. What else do you have, Seton? The cancellation of which league's season would bother me the most? No, no, no. You can't ask that question. Because it's the NFL is a clear yes, winner. Yes. Right? Yeah. Paulie? I like this poll question because I want to see how overwhelming it is. I was wondering if the other three sports could even combine to be near the NFL. Will it be 90%? I, it'd be higher than that. Wow. I, that, I almost want to prove it. All right. Give me 50. Boom. Poll question throwdown. All right. Let's go. Throw that. Over Throw under down. 93%. Oh. Pie to the face. Pie to the face. <laughs> pie to the face is the new. Uh, I know it is. Yeah. It, that, that's how you settle something there. Yeah. I, I, you know, people would be devastated if the NFL was delayed, shut down. Hockey, no. Basketball, maybe. Uh, Baseball, we're going to find out. You know, it's just we find other things to do. That's, that's the thing. You just go, okay, that's not available. All right, I'll do something else. We, we have that at our fingertips, literally at our fingertips. You can start streaming something. Like, all right, that's not there. Figure it out. It's like when football ended. There's no other season where you go, God, the season ended. What are we going to do? When the NBA ends, you don't go, God. NBA's over. What are we going to do? Baseball, over. What are we going to do? Hockey, what are we going to do? Would we, would we appreciate these uh, commissioners if they had more personality? Because sometimes they get up there and they tell us the news. Or why don't you hire somebody? Why, do, why didn't baseball hire Cal Ripken Jr. just to get up there and go, man, we tried. Like, we're going to believe Cal Ripken Jr. Like going, yeah, okay, Cal said it. All right, all right, yeah, we tried. All right, well... Get back there, Cal, at the negotiating table and let us know when you're going to bring a season. You know, Rob Manford gets up there and you're like, uh, you may not like the guy to begin with. Gary Bettman. Every time Gary Bettman brings the Stanley Cup on the ice, he gets booed. I mean, it's like I would hire Gretzky to bring the Stanley Cup out just so you know it's going to be a joyful celebration. It's like everything's great. You just won the Stanley Cup. And ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, Gary Bettman. <laughs> Roger Goodell. You know, people dislike him just because he makes $60 million a year. 
Yeah, Paul. So you're saying bring in a faux commissioner yes. for every league. An but, ambassador. So he doesn't really go to the meetings with the hardcore well, money he stuff. Can. He well, like, can. If the NFL had um, Howie Long as a commissioner, okay. who doesn't like Howie Long? I like Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw's fun. Everybody loves Terry. Yeah. Terry can get out there. Mario Lemieux comes out there and gives you the news. Everyone likes Mario Lemieux. Yeah. But he works with the Penguins. Okay. So I'd have to have a neutral party. Like, like Mark Messier comes out. All right, who's going to mess with Mark right. Messier? Right, I wouldn't argue no, with him. Nobody's going to mess with him. Yes, Tony. I think you need a commissioner that's like flamboyant and wild like The Rock or something like that. Or Hulk Hogan <laughs> back in the day. Let me tell you, brother, I'm going to get both sides back to the table and we're going to get this figured out. Opening day will happen and something like that. Oh, man, this guy's going to get it done. They're going to figure it out. For sure. I give you credit. You've been waiting decades really to do was. that impersonation. <laughs> what are you going to do, brother, when the lockout ends all over you? <laughs> Uh, take the rest of the morning I'm off, done. That's a walk take off there. Yeah. Uh, this program brought to you by Simply Safe. We love the uh, new wireless outdoor camera there. See what's happening outside your uh, house right from your phone. And uh, you always know who's there. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com. Coming up, we're going to play a game. It's the game is called the game that I watched last night that you'll never guess, or at least you'd be hard-pressed. Guess the game that I watched. That's the game. Guess the game game. Yeah. And I, I started watching this game, and I couldn't stop. Now, I did watch the Lakers and the Mavs. I'm watching, and I think the Lakers are down 23 in the second quarter. And there were a couple of isolation plays with Luka on LeBron. And it's rare when I feel sorry for LeBron, but... You could look at Luca going, I like this matchup. Like, normally you wouldn't expect that, but Luca's like, all right, good. They switched off and I got LeBron. And then, you know, the Mavs sort of went through the motions, picked up the win. Uh, LeBron had an interesting comment after the game. We'll have that for you coming up. We'll settle on a poll question. Phone calls are always welcome. Got new t shirts, by the way. Great new bunch of t shirts there. We also have. Um, it's based off the night at the Roxy, and uh, it's an, a damn three-piece T-shirt. You asked for it, <laughs> at least I think you did, but you're going to get it. It's purple. The, it's the Todd Fritz damn three-piece. Give, give the backstory so people know if they do buy the T-shirt. We do have an unbelievable March Madness T-shirt available. Uh, Dan Patrick, St. Patrick's Day T-shirt as well. Uh, Todd, give the backstory. Uh, when I lived in L.A., I went to Laguna Beach. I was living in L.A. It was like my first couple of months there, and I went to uh, Laguna. I got this this uh, linen three-piece suit, and uh, it was very expensive, and I wore it to some party like later that week, and I banged into this really muscular guy. He almost spilled his drink all over himself and his, uh, his girlfriend, and he turns to me and he goes, Damn, three-piece! <laughs> and I, within minutes, I just kind of left. It wasn't my scene to begin with, and that was... Uh, my uh, note to like, just get out of there and get God, that off. It's so good. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll settle on a poll question, and I'll uh, we'll play the game of guess the game that I watched last night. Uh, back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Oh, time to play Guess the Game game. What game did I watch last night that would surprise you? Marvin, do we have music? Oh, we do. Guess the Game game. Okay. 
I'm going to start with you, Todd. What game did I watch last night that would shock people? I initially thought Pistons Wizards, but I'm going to go off the board with College Hoops. Providence Villanova. Providence Villanova. And I did watch a little bit of Providence and Villanova, and it was a very (laughs) close game. Was that me doing a thing again? Maybe. At least it wasn't the clicking sound. No, it's not. Uh, I got all kinds of little clicks. Seton (laughs) O'Connor. The game game. It feels like Pistons Wizards is the front runner in the group. But I'm going to say Hawks Celtics. Hawks Celtics. Marvin, the game game. What game did I watch last night? I think Fritzy took my guess. I was going to say Providence Villanova because I had no idea Providence was this good. Yes, very good. Uh, Polly, My initial guess was Pistons Wizards. I'm okay. hoping it was Wisconsin-Purdue mm. because that was a very good game. Yes, it was. But I don't know. All right. I will give you a hint. This had to do with loosely based on the Sacramento Kings. Loosely based. Yes, Mark. I got the answer. Okay. Is it the G League game? Yes, it is. Nick Stauskas? Yes. Yep. (laughs) Nick, Nick, Nick Stauskas, who was the number eight pick overall by the Sacramento Kings in 2014, Scored 57 last night. He made 11 three-pointers. He, I think, had 38 points in the first half. And I'm watching, I'm mesmerized. Because he started out, he had almost all their points. And uh, he ended up with 57. But Nick Stauskas, who went to Michigan, he's from Canada. And uh, all of a sudden, I did a deep dive into him because he washed out. You know, it was a lottery pick. I think he had a cup of coffee with the Miami Heat, but um, that uh, that's one of the top performances, scoring performances in G League history. Fifty-seven, yes, Paul. He's averaging uh, almost twenty-five a game in the G League. Yeah, how does he not get brought up? I don't know, but he was bombing threes, man, and these were contested threes. He was breaking guys down off the dribble. He looked he looked unbelievable last night. Yeah, Paul. Have you ever heard my Nick Stauskas theory of why he was drafted so high? Because he sounds foreign. Yes, he sounds like he's Eastern European. N-I-K, Nick yeah. Stauskas. Yeah. Uh, he's got a very European game. I think that's why he was drafted so high. <laughs> uh, he looked great last night, I will say that. I don't know how old he is. Is he, you know, 30 years of age? He's 28. 28, all right. Right in the prime. All right. Uh, the Lakers are now 6-15 and 15 over their last 21 games. They're 0-3 since the All-Star break. They could have used Nick Stauskas last night, but uh, ended up losing to Luka and the Mavs. Here is LeBron after the game. Until you stump me out, cut my head off, bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance. So that's my confidence. You know, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, we got to come in and win ball games and we got to play better. But as long as we got more games to play, we still have a chance. So that's my confidence. You know, I hate losing. I feel like poop right now. But tomorrow's a new day, and I'm going to be prepared and ready for, for the Clippers on Thursday. But that's just that's my mindset. 
I, I respect the fact that, uh, you know, he was careful with the language there. Remember that uh, show on HBO, 12 Feet Under? Good show. Yeah. yeah, yeah Peter Krause was in yeah. there. Yeah. 12 Feet Under. 12 Feet Under. I'm going to bury me 12 <laughs> Feet Under. <laughs> oh, you got that kind of money. You go deep. I would think as a basketball player, you'd get buried 10 feet under since the rim is 10 feet high, maybe. He's getting buried twice as much. Yes, under. he is. <laughs> twice as much. That's how much or I Or maybe buried. he's getting buried feet first and he's got to go 12 feet under because mm. he's a very tall man. Yeah. What's Jordan going to get buried? I'm going to guess he'd be like 13 feet under. Like he's always going to be. 23 feet Oh, under. okay. I see hey, what oh. you did there. <laughs> uh, so d- did we go with the poll question, Seton? Did you pick We one? sure did. You want the early results? Yeah, sure. Why not? The cancellation of which league's season would bother you the most? Uh, the NFL running away with the vote. Okay. Not even close to 90%. Not even close. Oh, how much is it? 61 Oh, all right. I sit corrected there, Paulie, because I thought that this would be a no-brainer. What are the other results? You still got some time, though, for people to uh, load the box here for you. Okay. Uh, right. Major League Baseball is coming in at 24%. Okay. NHL and then NBA, just 4%. Okay. Recency bias, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew in Washington leads us off this morning. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, hey, I just I know the NFL draft is right around the corner, and it doesn't seem like it's coming up with any heat and the combine's about to take off. But um, I was just wondering if it's because of the lack of quarterbacks in this draft and if we actually think one will be taken in the top 15 picks. Because I do have a little question trivia for the room, if you don't mind. Okay, all right. So, over the last 22 NFL drafts, there's only been two times a quarterback hasn't been taken in the first 15 picks. Can anyone name the two quarterbacks that were taken first off the board, but after the pick 15? Yes, Paulie. I think it's E.J. Manuel, Florida State, is one of them. He got it. That's his man. I knew E.J. Manuel would be taken. He was a 2013 number 16 pick, and the other one, was Chad Pennington in 2000. He was the 18th pick. Okay. So over under, do we think a quarterback will be taken above 13 and a half this year? 13 and a half picks. So top 13 or bottom 13. All right. Paulie is willing to guarantee that. I'll, I'll do a pie to the face against this guy for the over under 13. I get the under quarterback, 13 and a half. So that means a quarterback goes in the first 13 picks. I win the bet. Andrew, you up for that? I'll take it. I was going to say we won't see one in the first 15 picks. So okay. I will take Paulie right. up on his pie to the face. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, we loved E.J. Manuel. I just I liked him when, when we interviewed him. Yeah, he didn't turn out to be a good quarterback out of Florida State. But when he was on, it was one of those where we got done. We were like, you got to root for that guy. We liked him. And then Chad Pennington out of Marshall when uh, he was taken. You're guaranteeing that uh, – so you think – Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett? I think the names are irrelevant. It's okay. just the way the league is built these days, hmm. I don't think the first 13 teams are going to pass on quarterback. Okay. Kenny Pickett doesn't make it past 10. Okay. Uh, Saquon Barkley is on the market, reportedly. And I'm wondering what you can get for Saquon Barkley. Who wants Saquon Barkley? I guess it depends on what you're willing to give up. But here was a guy who had everything. He, star, Big Ten, goes to the New York uh, Giants. You know, you're, you're in the media capital of the world. Great personality, good-looking kid. 
and he had one good year. First year was good. Now, once again, I, I raised my hand. I thought it was a great pick for them at the time because I thought that they, they'd spent money on their defense. I thought Eli having a safety valve like Saquon Barkley was going to be awesome. And it turned out to be a disastrous season. Yeah, Paul. But, Dan, it, it was working. The first year at age 21, he led the league in yards from scrimmage. He had 91 receptions and 1,300 yards. That's the ideal running back. But that team just went downhill, especially at the offensive line. Yeah. They didn't have him out in any way. No, they didn't. But they spent the money on the defense. But the defense, I don't think, played well. But I thought Saquon Barkley, he was just not the right guy at the right time for the Giants. But he's only 25 years of age. It's just if, if I'm getting Saquon Barkley, I'm going to get him in a contract year. He's got to, you know, if he plays well, then he's going to earn it. But it just feels like would I give up a fourth-round pick for Saquon Barkley? A third-round pick? I don't know. You know, if you get somebody and you get him on the cheap and he's in a contract year, then I could see a team picking him up for one year. But I, I don't know if you're going to get sort of this Leonard Fournette with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rejuvenation. And it, and it worked for Leonard Fournette. But, you know, is Saquon Barkley going to be a 25-carry guy a game? You know, Zeke Elliott, you know, the Cowboys, and, and I've said this before, uh, and people always think I'm picking on Zeke Elliott, which I'm not. I just wouldn't have paid him that second contract. I like Tony Pollard more than I do Zeke Elliott. And Zeke did get 1,000 yards this year, which if you don't get 1,000 yards in 17 games, that's saying a whole lot about you as a running back. But, you know, is he a great running back? Not anymore. But is he a versatile running back? Yes, he is. I just don't want to spend that kind of money. Like Dallas with all these contracts, you know, now you got Amari Cooper. You may lose Amari Cooper. Uh, do you cut Zeke Elliott? They're going to have some decisions to make here. And Dak making all of that money, you got a, uh, a well-paid offensive line as well. But you got, you know, this, this happens. You're, you're moving the chess pieces here. And then eventually you go, uh-oh, we got to start cutting some people. Or you can't do anything in free agency. And, and that's going to be the case. Uh, I found it interesting yesterday that the Packers were asked about any trades for Aaron Rodgers. And I, I was going to play the sound uh, from uh, Brian Gutekunst. Uh, it, it's not good quality there, but he says we haven't heard from any teams wanting to trade. And he was asked directly, have you heard from any teams? And he said, no, we haven't heard from any teams. I, if, I'm going to play Brian Gutekunst. If somebody asked me, Hey, have you heard from any teams wanting to trade for Aaron Rodgers? We're not trading Aaron Rodgers. We're not even thinking about that. We want him, expect him to be our quarterback. Like, why would I even acknowledge that? Like, you got to lie in a situation like that. Now, do I think that they're waiting to hear from teams? Yes, probably so. Like Seattle with Russell Wilson. Would I expect them to be quietly shopping him? Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean Russ doesn't stay in Seattle. But if I'm Seattle, I'm thinking, all right, got a quarterback that age. What can we get for him? Um, can we get great value, equal value, dollar for dollar? Yeah, maybe we'll entertain this. 
but I don't acknowledge that I'm waiting to hear from teams. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, now I'm bothered by that. I didn't get in the uh, photo of us, the Abbey Road photo, the London photo. This would bother me. Like, why are you guys doing this? Don't acknowledge it. If, if you're waiting for phone calls, you don't have to acknowledge you're waiting for phone calls or you didn't get any because I could pretty much guarantee that they're getting phone calls. I don't think the Denver Broncos are going, well, we're just going to wait and uh, we'll just see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I would be proactive. And given John Elway, he was proactive with Peyton Manning. Uh, he'd be proactive, I think, with Aaron Rodgers. And probably a couple other teams, you'd just be curious. Hey, what do you want for Aaron? Why wouldn't you do that? If you're a GM, isn't that part of your job? If you need a quarterback, wouldn't you go, all we're missing is a quarterback? Hey, call the Packers to just see what do they want for Aaron Rodgers. Like, if I'm the Colts, right now, Absolutely. And we'll throw in Carson Wentz as well. Yeah, we're good there. Yeah. Or you will just take the draft picks. Oh, oh you don't want Carson no Wentz? No offense. Chris Ballard, the Colts GM, he... See, I love when somebody's honest. I, I do. I don't know if it's good for business. It's good for my business when somebody's honest. Here's Chris Ballard. Um, he was at the NFL Combine talking about Carson Wentz. We're still working through it. And I know I'm going to get a lot of questions about Carson right now. And it's a, I don't have a direct answer for you. Um, we're working through it. Jim, Mr. Ursay, and Frank and I will sit down over the next 10 days and, and figure out where it's going. Ultimately, we do, we'll do what's best for the team, for the Colts, both in the short term and in the long term. But in the long term's best interest for us, I think as we sit down and work through whether Carson's the long term best answer or not, is the best way I can put it. We're not there yet. I'm not there yet. Um, and that's something that we'll talk about as a group and move forward. And whatever decision we make um, will be the best one for us. Okay. <laughs> as opposed to who? <laughs> hey, we want to make a great decision, and, and we really want to help out uh, this team. Of course it's going to be what's best for the Colts. Okay, Paulie, would you look back? When did the Colts season end? Was that the uh, Jacksonville loss? Was that uh, final game of the regular season where they lost at Jacksonville? So you start to do the math and you go, all right, haven't you had a couple of months here? January 9th, lost 26-11. Ugly score to Jacksonville. Okay. What have you been doing in the meantime? Like, like now you're getting around to it? Now you're talking about it? Like, go watch the film. Isn't this a situation where the season ends and you go, all right, you know what we need to do? Yeah, we need to get rid of Carson Wentz. And if he's being honest that they are not sure what to do or they're working through the progress, I, our process, like, I wouldn't say it. I would, my next question would, would be, what have you been doing for the last seven weeks? Oh, we'd been just kind of goofing around, playing a lot of golf, uh, beer pong, you know, just the usual stuff. Like, what are we doing? I need to know. Then I, I'd be call if I'm Chris Ballard, I'd be calling Green Bay. I'd just kick the tires on it. If I'm Denver, I'd kick the tires on it. And it sounds like Green Bay is at least as open to the possibility of trading Aaron Rodgers. 
I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say it publicly. It's like Seattle. Seattle hasn't said anything publicly about Russell Wilson. And Russ has said, hey, this is where I want to be. This is where I am. Uh, do I think that's true? Probably not. Do I think Seattle would like to move on from Russ? Yes. Depending on what they get in return. But you can quietly shop somebody. Happens all the time. But in this situation, yeah, we're working through the process here. When do you think you're going to figure it out? Uh, like July, August, combine, draft. Oh, boy. Bruce Arians talks about Tom Brady's future right after this. Oh, my God. I want to tell you about a new app that can save you time and make it easier to manage your investments. The Stiefel Wealth Tracker app. You spell Stiefel, S-T-I-F-E-L. When it comes to managing your investments, knowing where you stand is really half the battle. And the Stiefel Wealth Tracker lets you build your personal balance sheet. You track your net worth over time. And you can securely link all your financial accounts using bank-level encryption and monitor how your investments are performing in one place. Stiefel Wealth Tracker also gives you direct access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research, investment strategy views, and more. Stiefel's been helping clients managing their investments for over 130 years. When you need professional guidance, you can use Stiefel Wealth Tracker to connect with a Stiefel financial advisor and get the help you need. And best of all, the Stiefel Wealth Tracker app is completely free. Download Stiefel Wealth Tracker app on the App Store, Google Play, or at stiefel.com slash tracker. That's S-T-I-F-E-L dot com slash tracker. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, go! Check this out. Six seconds left. Hepburn left side with three, with two. Hepburn down! Off the glass! Off the glass! With 1.2 to play! And the Badgers take the lead at the call center! That's courtesy of Learfield Sports. Wisconsin can claim its first outright conference title since 2015 with the win over Nebraska on Sunday. Play of the day. Play of the day. Brought to you by... Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally, common sense. Been a lot of talk about Tom Brady. Is he truly retired? Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk yesterday saying he thinks that Brady will end up as the starting quarterback week one with the San Francisco 49ers. And... He put a pie on it. Now you know it's serious. Bruce Arians, Buccaneers head coach, had this to say about Tom Brady playing again. If he comes back, I, I don't think so because of the reasons he retired. 
but uh, if he does, he's going to be playing for us. Yeah, Bruce also went on to say it's bad business to let Tom sort of dictate where he wants to play. If he comes back, he's going to play for us or he's not going to play. But, you know, he's a buccaneer or he's retired. But it depends on what San Francisco or any other team would be willing to offer there. Yes, Seton? How could things have deteriorated so much in one season between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? That you see the reports that Tom Brady is like, well, he was on. There's a rift between them, and yeah. they were unhappy with the play calling and all. That. All of that happened between the time they won the Super Bowl and then played one more season. It all fell apart. Okay, I and I don't have a source on this. I did ask somebody who I thought would know about this. Did Brady and Aaron's did it fall apart there? And uh, the person I talked to said, I I, I will say this. Tom had one of the best seasons of his career at age 44 with this offense, with this offensive coordinator, with this head coach. Does that answer your question? And I go, I guess. I mean, it it seems like if Tom didn't like the play calling or was upset with Bruce Arians, then you'd never know it by the numbers that he put up this year. Jason Light, the Buccaneers GM, had this to say about Tom Brady. We'll see what the future holds. We'll, let's just say we'll leave the light on. Is there hope? Honestly, is the light on? Is there hope? <laughs> we always leave the light on for a guy yes. like Tom Brady. Well, his name is Jason Light. See what I do by that time? There you go. Uh, leave the light on. What was that? Motel? Motel 6. six. Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, Paul. Is the definition of motel versus hotel, if the doors are outside, yeah. it's a motel? Right? I think so. Is that standard? I believe so. I believe so. When you were a kid, what was the like splurge Holiday Inn? Like when you your family went on the road, like a Holiday Inn was like a big deal, right? With a we went on one vacation when I was a kid. Really? One. That was it. We drove all night. We drove from Phoenix to Disneyland, and uh, we so we're in Anaheim, and I remember that uh, we stayed in a hotel, and. It probably was a motel because, you know, yeah, I think we had six kids at the time in a station wagon. And, you know, back then you didn't wear seatbelts like my parents just just threw us in. the. You know, you're sleeping, you know, driving. My dad's probably smoking heaters. Uh, you know, my mom's yelling at us. Don't make me come back there. You know, and we'd be all the way in the back and, you know, be getting punched by your brother. So I, I don't remember one thing about Disneyland. That's the only vacation we ever took in, in my childhood. Yeah, Seton. That's, it's funny that you say that because I remember as a kid, we used to go to Vermont all the time. And I remember my dad, we had this silver um, uh, station wagon. Yeah. And you could when they packed the car, you could leave a little cutout for somebody to sit back there. And it always felt like you were in like the coolest little fort or something, driving five hours up to Vermont. But you could never do that now. No. You could never let your kid just lay back there on all the clothes, fall asleep. And I remember I don't it could have been me. Might have been one of my brothers. Somebody ralphed in the back seat because, you know, <laughs> when you're you're driving and then you're you're facing back and it's hot, and you know, I just remember 
that that might have been coming back from Disneyland. Yeah, see. There was another time, too, that we were driving with uh, my, my uncle and cousins, and it was kind of like a guy's road trip, and it was the two dads and then all the boys. And uh, I remember my cousin Colin was giving everybody the middle finger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> his dad just kept going, hey, bud, don't be the goofy guy. Come on, bud. Don't be the goofy guy. Come on now. <laughs> Little kid giving everybody the finger. <laughs> Don't be the goofy guy, bud. Come on. Come on, bud. Oh. Chris in North Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, what up, DP? Hi, bud. 510, hard 170. Hard. Hey, I got a funny story for you. So um, my son's birthday is next week. Um, he's turning 12. We were going to take him for spring break in April. We were going to take him out to Arizona Diamondbacks Astros game. Um, it's obviously canceled now. Two years ago for his 10th birthday, we were going to take him to spring break. Uh, uh, excuse me, so spring training for his birthday. Uh, the pandemic canceled that. Oh, boy. So, uh, kid loves baseball. He's all baseball. He's been crushed by what uh, – MLB continues to do with them. Obviously, they didn't control the pandemic, but it was taken away from him. And now this year's taken away from him. So he told me the other night, he said, Dad, I think I'm going to switch over to the NHL and be a, uh, an <laughs> NHL fan. So the MLB is doing a great job uh, sending young kids to other sports. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, speaking of uh, Major League Baseball canceling games, Todd is a limerick for us uh, this morning. I do. And if little... there was something that could make the cancellation of games worse, <laughs> Todd has a limerick for wow. us. All right, Todd. Got to follow okay, that. Okay, here we go. You can scream, whine, or shout, and it sure won't help to pout. Major League Baseball canceled games. No need wondering who's to blame. The whiff. Both sides struck out. Okay. All right. Serviceable. Well, yeah, I liked it. Well done. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, Mark in Michigan. <laughs> Mark in Michigan. Hi, Mark. DP, Hi, bud. it's going to be hard to follow the limerick. But no, I'll do no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> you're, you're correct. It's not. Uh, I heard you in the uh, opening segment talk about um, baseball becoming a regional sport, and I, I had agreed with you a few years ago. With sports betting becoming legal now around the country in uh, half the states or so, do you think that's changed, or is that crowd too small to uh, make any kind of difference with that? I, I don't know. You know, I never bet baseball, and I think because it, it felt more complicated when I was gambling. I just remember I bet on college basketball, football, and the NFL, and I didn't bet on baseball. I don't know if that's attractive to gamblers because is it interesting? Um, what can you bet on? I think in-game betting. Um, I used to do this. I'd go to a game. Now, this is when I had a gambling problem, but it was uh, over-under on how fast the next pitch would be, and it was $20. And I remember going to a Royals A's game and I'm with a friend and uh, he lost, he lost the first six pitches. He's down 120 to me. And, uh, but we're just betting with each other, $20 a pitch. And then we got up to 240 and then he said he had to tap out. If you can do that, then maybe you get somebody who's a diehard gambler who go to games and bet on it that way. But this in-game betting is feels like the next wave here. One hour in the books, two more to go. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. 
the man who's been breaking all the uh, TV news on analysts and coaches going in, going to different places. Andrew Marshawn from The Post will join us. We're back after this. One more item. We close out hour one. It's M Drive. Did you start your day with M Drive? You should. It's a nice New Year's resolution. And yes, you can start it in March. Daily dose of protein and nutrition that helps me stay on top of my game. M Drive Start is the name of the product. Packed with seven clinically tested ingredients, six premium proteins. It boosts energy, strength, reduces stress, so you can keep up with your busy day, no matter what your age is. Find M Drive at mdrivedan.com. Get it delivered right to your home. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. But it's time to focus on your health so you can keep up with those busy days. Try M Drive Start. Get the energy, the strength, and drive you need, and you can get more done every single day. Once again, you're going to get uh, free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee delivered right to your home. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime with M Drive. M-drive-dan.com and tell them we sent you.